What did we learn in Daflam and Hey? That's the question. So we. Uh, okay. Um, so on Daflam and Hey, the que- the Gemara starts started off with we trying to explain why what's pshat in. Uh, uh, if, you, if we're talking on Yom Tov, this is our question we start off with. If we're talking on Yom Tov, what's the reason? What's the difference between the city and, um, and, and the, the ear and the Sadeh? If a Yom, Yom Tov, there's no difference. You're allowed to carry from either place on Yom Tov. So it doesn't make sense. Obviously, if, we, if we're talking about that there's a difference or contrast between the city and the the city and the field, so then what, what's going on? So the Gemara explains that, uh, that it's chsur, mechsur, it's missing some words, and uh, basically what you got to fill in is the blanks. So what are the blanks? Number one is you put it in a tower, and you lock the tower door, and then you lost the key, so it's, an, so it's, still, it's still a good Erev, only because it's Yamtif. Because on Yamtif, like we saw, it's, we're, we're less stringent about taking it apart. And um, that's, that's the thing. But on Shabbos, that would not be, it's still not a good Erev. But if you find the key, uh, now it should be a good Erev. So it depends whether you found it in the city or in the field. Because if it's, um, uh, Tanakama says whether it's in the city or in the field it's still not a good Arab but according to Rebbe Lesser, it's a good Arab in the city just not in the field and the reason why is because in the city it's like Rabbi Shimon says every, out, and every ancillary area that's not your house has this, has this status of Rishus Achas um, and therefore you're allowed to carry from one place to the other from, a, from the garden to the, to the backyard to the chatzer, it's all one, all considered one domain. The rooftops, um, and that's one thing. Um, if, as long as it stayed from the beginning of Shabbos, there it remains and remains allowed. Um, and on, in the field, it's not going to be a good erev. That's like the Rabbanu Chito who, are, who said with guarding tefillin that even to carry in the tefillin by handing it off from one person to the other from the field. Um, is not allowed. So, Kolshke in this, and that was the idea. Now, the Gemara then said, oh, so that was the blanks. So the Gemara then said that it's uh, another answer to explain the Mishnah, that Rabbi and Rav Yosef say that they're not talking about a migdal shel levanim, shel bri- of, of, of shel levanim, of bricks, but rather it's a migdal shel eight. It's made out of wood. And the Machlekes is whether it's considered a keli, or and 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 uh, since it's a keli, ain't binyan vein steer bekelim. That's one thing, and the other opinion is that it's an ol. That and therefore you can't if you break it down. Then that, that's the iser of binyan and steer. And we said it's perhaps a machlokas tanoim with regards to Tumas zav, a zav who uh, touches something makes it tummy moves it, makes it tummy, even if he didn't touch it directly. Uh, what if a Zav banged on a sheet of table migdal? So Tanakam said it's tummy. And Rav Nechemir Shimon says it's tahar. So what's the machlokas? One opinion is that it's a keli. And therefore once it moves, it comes tummy. And the other opinion is it's a noel, and therefore it's not tummy. So Abayi says, but that's not the halacha. The price says, beferish, 
that it has nothing to do whether it's defined as an ohel or defined as a keli. It has to do with the other factor only, whether it, become, whether it moves or it doesn't move. If it moves, then it's tame, and if it doesn't move, then it's dar. And um, so, and, and it also says in the Sefer that anything that moves, regardless whether it's an ohel or a keli, it's dar. So the Gemara explains, um, so the Gemara explains that, uh, so what the, what the rule is, nisat machmas kocho, then it's tame. If it's indirect and you move it by shaking it, then it'll be, it's ra'ada, so it's an indirect to trembling, then it'll be tar. So what, so obviously, that's not the machlokas over there. So then what is machlokas over there? So Abayi says that everybody says that if you moved it with your own strength as a mzav, as then you'll, it'll be tame. If it moved because you, you, know, you, you bounced on the ground and caused it to shake, that's for sure tar. The question is, when you bang on it and it trembles but doesn't really move, that's the machlokas. Um, and the machlokas is, is that a hesed or not a hesed? So then, fine. So that has nothing to do with our machlokas back with the Migdal Shalei. So what is the machlokas? Mishnah is going to be going. So Abayavrav explained that it's talking about where there is a key that's available, that there, uh, a, a lock that's tied with the string that all you need is a knife to cut it. And according to the Tanakama, if you hold like Rav Yossi, that says that all kalim are motor to use as you wish, because it's not muktzah except for the Meser Agadol and the Yeser Shlomachresha, two very highly specialized, expensive kalim, that anything under that is fine to use for any use. Therefore, you could cut it with the knife and then you'll be fine. And according to Rabbi Yezer, he holds like Rabbi Nechemia, who says that any, any keli can only be used for its use. For a talus has to be used as a talus. A ladle has to be used as a ladle. And therefore, a knife, if it's not cutting meat, it's not going to cut it. Okay, good. Question. Yeah. I can't. I, I'm. I'm uh, it, it sounds like that. Uh, that this is an alternate way to open it by cutting it. I don't know exactly. So uh, you know, it, there's a lock on a rope. You know, so one way is to unlock the lock. The other way is to cut the rope. Okay. So uh, and that would be allowed, except for the fact that you can't use a knife for that purpose. That's the basic idea. You know, it's like the Gordian knot, you know, is the famous, uh, you know, you can never untie the knot, right? But you slice it in half, it works. Okay. Okay. So, took us to the next mission. We talked about uh, a very interesting scenario where it rolled outside the trum, or, the, or uh, it fell down on top of it, or it, uh, it got burnt, or truma became tummy. It's not an Erev, but if it's Mishachashecha, then it is an Erev. What if it's a suffix? So then it's Machlokas, Rameir and Rebuda say that it's a Chamer Gomel. Meaning we're not sure whether this was effective at the time of the onset of Shabbos or not. So it's a Chamer Gomel, since we don't know. So you lost the ability to, you certainly didn't gain the ability to go an extra 2,000 this way. But what you did lose is the ability to go the opposite direction in 2,000 Amas because maybe it is a good area. 
Rabbi Yosef says that Suffolk Erev is a kosher as an Erev. Rabbi Yosef said over that uh, he testif- that Avtumus testified in the name of Fives Kainim that a Suffolk Erev is kosher. Okay. So, the, the first qualification in the Gemara is that what if it rolls outside the Trum? So, Rabbi says that it only is relevant if it rolls outside Dalar Amas of the Trum. But if it's within the Dalar Amas of the Trum, then it's going to be okay because... Uh, as you know, wherever the Erev is, you're granted anyway for Amos of that area. So therefore, it, since it could come to you, so you could come to it. Basically, it's the same thing. Now, what if, uh, what if there's a... Uh, the, then we talked about where the avalanche fell on top of it. So right now, we thought that, that, that there's no real... It's just a bunch of rocks, and you could pull them off. So uh, it was our mission to not call like Rebbe, because Rebbe says that any Isra Shvos doesn't start being a shmashos. Um, so that's what we thought. Our mission is not like Rebbe, so the Gemara says, it could be that it's going like Rebbe, and we're talking about where you need a shovel, um, and you need a maravachatina, a shovel, or something, you need a pickaxe to be able to access it. Now, why do we need so many cases in the mission? That's the next thing. So the first thing is, is that if we would just say, that it rolled away. Well, look, it's not in the right spot, so maybe that's why it's no good. But uh, but if it's if the if the avalanche fell on top of it, it's still in the right spot. Just it's difficult to access. Maybe that's okay. So that's why I have to tell you that too is not an error. Okay. Now, if you just say the second case, that's because it's covered up. But if it bl- well, rolled away, look, you know, just like it rolled, it could also the wind blows in b- in both directions. So maybe it'll blow back. And therefore, I have to tell you, both cases, that it's still not a kosher Erev in the current circumstance. We don't assume it's going to blow back. Next, we saw is that if the truma got burnt, or, I mean, if it got burnt, or if the truma became tummy, we said also. Um, so the question is, it's also not going to be a good Erev. So the question is, why would we have to talk about both cases? This Rav teaches us that even though it's completely destroyed, completely gone, how far Rabbi Yossi holds that it's still, even though it's fully gone, it's still a good, uh, a good Erev, because we don't know when it got burnt. And Truma Venit says to tell you how far Rameir says that even though there was a status, there was a Chazaka, Cheskas Tahara on the Truma from before, and we're not sure if it became Tame earlier or later, so maybe you think that Minasafik you could be Mekel. Kamash even there, Rameirim Smachme. Okay, so the Gemara says, I. The Mishnah says, um, and the Mishnah Tami that went down to the to, to be Taival. We said we so the so he, we're not sure if he was Taival. Suffolk Taival, Suffolk Loy Taival, or and even if he was Taival, it was a question of whether it was Barabam saw that or it was not Barabam saw. Or it was two mikvahs, and one of them has a good mikvah, one's not, and I'm not sure which one he went into. In any of those cases, we said, Sveikal Tami. So, and we clarify that. Why, when is it Sveikal Tami? Only if it's a Tumah Chamura, like a Tumah Daraisa. But if it's a Tumah Kala, which is a Tumah Darabanan, like the Tumah that the Rabbanan created when a person eats Tami foods, that it makes him Tami, or drinks Tami drinks, that it makes him Tami. Those are all rabbinic inventions. Or somebody who enters um, in a bath, or that's uh, Maim Shuvim, 
most of his body, his head and most of his body, or it fell on his head or most of his body, three log of drawn water, and then uh, in all those cases, and if that, in those kinds of tumma, and he went, and it was a suffix tvila, did he go into a kosher mikvah or not? Or it maybe he definitely did go into the mikvah, but maybe it wasn't Arbaim saw or not. Or it was two mikvahs, one was, one wasn't, and we're not sure which one he went into. In any of those cases, we said Sveikotar, because after all, the tumma was only a Thomas Rabbana. So what's going on? Rabbi Yossi over there says he's Tommy anyway, even in the Tumma Darabana. We'll get to Rabbi Yossi's opinion in Mirza Hashem in today's stuff. So, the, so what's Pshat in Rameir? The Gemara explains the Rameir holds the Tchum in his Daraisa. So just like over there, he was Machmer in the, in the Daraisa case, so to Bayos, he's Machmer in the Daraisa case. Does Reb Meir really hold Chumen as Daraisa? Aye, really, it, we saw that when you are trying to measure your 2,000 Amas, so there's a, a lenient way of measuring that extends it really farther, and that is where we don't take into account the topography. We're only going straight line measure, okay? Um, and, um, and if you can't swallow it in, so Rabbi says in the name of Rameyer that you can be Makadar Bar, which basically means that you're, even though you're going up the mountain, but you're holding the string straight always, meaning horizontal, and I'm only measuring the horizontal distance, not the, not the angle distance that's going up, which basically lengthens the ability, your, your 2,000 Amas. And we said, if that's true, the Tchumen is Daraisa, you shouldn't, that should not be allowed for this, because in Daraisa Lachas, we don't measure with this leniency. Like by Ir Miklat, which protects the uh, person who killed by accident. Um, it's protected even in the Tchum of the, of the Ir Miklat. And that Tchum limit is at 2,000 Amas, but not the 2,000 amas that you bored a hole through, but meaning in your mind's eye, but we take into account the topography, or by Eglarufa we take into account the topography because they're from Torah. So we can't be Mako like that. Sigmar says, it's not Kasha. Um, one is his opinion, and one is his Rebbe's opinion. And it makes sense because it says, Rebbe said in the name of Meir, what do you say? That Rebbe said, Shamati Shemakajamarin. Not that I say that, but my Rebbeim say that. That's because they hold Chumun as I personally hold Chumun as Darabana, so I wouldn't allow that. Oh, so we got to a question, why do we say there's a stereo Daraisa Daraisa? According to Rameyer, um, because we learn in the Mishnah that if you touch um, one at night and, um, um, and uh, touch something at night, somebody at night, in the middle of the night, you felt somebody next to you and you, and you touched them. And then you wake up in the morning and you see he's dead. So, um, according to a mayor, you say he's tar. Come say he's tummy. Why? Because tumma goes by how you find. If when you wake up you see a dead body, then what I touched was assumed to be a dead body. It's kishas mitziyosa. And Rabbi Yirmiya said that, uh, uh, so, so what's going on over here? That's again, that's a Dindar Raisa and Rabbi Meir is Mako. So we're back to a contradiction. So the Gemara explains that what's going on over here is uh, that, uh, that the case of our Mishnah is where the Sheretz was on, was not, was the entire Benish Mashos, there was Tumah. So we know for a fact that it was Tumah, the whole Benish Mashos. 
So the Gemara says, then why would Rabbi Yossi say it's a suffix here of his kasher? In that case, we know for, for a fact that this is Tamil. So the answer is, Rabbi and Rabbi Yossi, the answer that uh, we're talking about over here is that there's two sets of witnesses. One set of witnesses says that it happened before Shabbos, that it was Tamil. The other set of witnesses says that it happened after Shabbos. And that is the reason why that's the dispute over here, whether we take into account the Chazaka or not. And that's really where we got up to yesterday, and that's, we'll start from the top of the page for today's daf. Just